You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Joining us in studio is author and radio host, Brand Hansen, who's out with a brand new resource today. Life is hard. God is good. Let's dance. One of the central themes is really how we can have a deep sense of well-being and even joy despite difficult circumstances. Brent, this is a message I think that is more timely than ever. We need it. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. I I agree. I think we have a big anxiety problem. And the tragedy of that is we're supposed to be so hopeful, talking about Jesus followers, that people are like, why are you so hopeful? We're supposed to have a reason when people ask us why. And what I've encountered, unfortunately, is a lot of people I've done this. I've said this on the on the air. I've talked about how Jesus is saying you don't need to worry. Be like the be like the birds of the air. Be like the lilies of the field. People are like, yeah, that's neat, but realistically, I should be anxious about this. Like, no, no. And there is a way of living. It's His way of living, where you are at peace. And that idea of joy, joy really is a sense of well being, regardless of circumstances. So you can be grieving, and still have that sense of well being. It's a deep sense of well-being. Our culture does not have that. We are supposed to have that. And it's not unrealistic. And there are ways to battle anxiety and realize, wait a second, I don't need to feel this way. I can actually speak truth to myself. Like Jeremiah in Lamentations, he sees his whole country going down. He's, mm-hmm. he's talking about, it's, this is awful, it's terrible. And then he says, he catches himself and says, yet I call this to mind and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love for us, we are not consumed. And he talks about his mercies being new every morning. His faithfulness endures forever. He's talking to himself. He's talking to his own anxiety. So for us to be worked up constantly and paying attention to all the stuff that's anxiety producing instead of being at peace is a real tragedy because we should be the ones that are strangely at peace. Right? But, 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 but the world, (laughs) the world has a way of beating us down, doesn't it? I mean, you you talk about outsourcing our worries. Well, is that going to pay the bills that I have coming constantly at me? Is that going to help me because my child wants to do X, Y, and Z? Is right. that the world just keeps coming at me? It does, but we're supposed to look at this differently. And what I mean by outsourcing your worries, it sounds kind of gimmicky or whatever. I actually heard a guy, it was a, a business guy, a secular thing, but I was listening to his book and he said something about how he has a personal assistant in India. He outsources everything to her. So she's like lines up his dental visit or whatever, you know, whatever he's doing. And he actually said as a joke, he was really worried about something that day. He's like, hey, I need you to worry about something for me today. And she's like, okay. And she's, she did. And he said, I said it as a joke, but you know what? It worked. (laughs) Just thinking somebody else was worried for me. And the reason that works, quote unquote, is because worry is actually a form of control. Mm. You think somehow it helps the future, if I'm worried about it now. But I'm like, actually, that idea of outsourcing your worry, that's biblical. It's in the Old Testament and New Testament. Cast your cares on him Mm -hmm. because he cares for you. You cast your anxiety on him. You literally outsource it to him. Something is on your mind. It's weighing on you. Okay, that happens. But what we're supposed to do is cast it on him. He's better than a personal assistant, obviously. He can actually do something about it, and he will. But there's something when you actually trust him with it and you say, this is not my department, this thing I'm worried about that could happen next week, could happen next year. And that's the genius about Jesus talking about be like the birds of the air, because animals do not borrow trouble from next year. 
Mm-hmm. They're not thinking, oh, what if that cat comes at me next year? And I, mm-hmm. They're not thinking that. They have a fight or flight response that's in the moment. And we're equipped with that too. But humans and endocrinologists will tell you this. Humans are the only creatures on the planet that can borrow threats from next week that haven't even happened yet or may never happen and then have all that physiological stress. Mm-hmm. So if you want some stress about your medical bill from worrying, lowers your immunity, spikes your blood pressure, cortisol levels, adrenaline, changes your skin, causes weight gain. This is all anxiety. And Jesus is saying, be like the birds of the air. They're not, and he's not unrealistic. Mm-hmm. It's a healthier way to live. Everything Jesus says is so brilliant and genius. That's that's what I keep trying to get across in this book. Right? But d- the criticism of that is that maybe, is that a naive way of living? Is mm. that kind of laissez-faire? Is that maybe, maybe even not yeah. living intentional? Because what about living intentional? And, you know, I just... I'm sure mm-hmm. you get pushback when you talk about oh, that. Oh, sure. Well, that's, yeah. the, that's the immediate reaction is you look crazy if you're relaxed. <laughs> People are like, you should be worked up about this and that and the other thing. Aren't these important? Yeah, they're important. But there's a great story, like an ax. I just read this like a year ago. It finally struck me for the first time. Paul's on a boat, and it's going down. It is going to wreck. And there's like 256 people on board. It actually says the number in Acts. They're all convinced, including the captains, the salty seafaring guys, like, we are going to die. They are freaking out. Paul's not. Now, from their perspective, he's relaxed on this ship. Well, God had told him more information. God said, it is going to wreck. Everybody's going to be okay. But to, to everybody on board, he's the crazy one, right? Like, don't you realize? But he's not naive. He knows more. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. If you actually trust the character of God, you might have questions, but you actually trust his character. You know more. You know how this ends. You know that every tear gets wiped away, that justice actually happens, and you have to you trust God with that. Like, this isn't naivete. It's the opposite. It's not knowing less. It's knowing more. And one more thing about that that I think is interesting from a sports perspective, like I'm an Illinois basketball fan because that's where I went to school. They had an 18-point comeback with three minutes left in the NCAA tournament years ago. When I was watching it with my son, I was like, it's over. <laughs> I was aggravated at the refs. I was just like, can't believe it. Well, they come back and win. Now I watch that game on YouTube. I'm not frustrated at the refs, am I? <laughs> You're not anxious. Why? <laughs> you know the outcome. It's already been decided. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So we're supposed to be that, those kind of people. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, people will think you should be worked up. You just don't understand. No, I do. But I also know more. And that more leads you to this more childlike daily existence of thankfulness. Right? This is a better way to live. Jesus mm-hmm. is not naive. He's, he knows more. He's not dumb. He's not crazy. His way of living is actually genius, and it's better than anything the world has on offer. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul was the theologian. And I think sometimes people say theology is a bad way to live life or a bad thing, not bad per se, but it, you know, you can be too heady or you can be too smart for your own good or whatever it is. But he knew more because about what that situation was because he was in God's word a lot. I mean, he was, he was studying it and understanding it. And I think we break away from that at our own demise, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's trusting, right? Mm-hmm. He'd had enough experience with God that he knew he could trust him. Right. He's in Philippians, like writing Philippians from a jail cell. He's singing songs. That's that sense of well-being regardless of what's going on. That is available to us. It's not pie-in-the-sky thinking. It's not religious gobbledygook. 
It's true. It's the way of Jesus. And it's so much fun. It's a much more lighthearted. That's why, that's why it's, life is hard. God is good. Let's dance. You can live with a lightheartedness, a childlike faith that's humble because you realize you don't control everything, but you trust the one who is controlling it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there are so many different things that we can be anxious about sure. when we think about what's in the news and what's happening around the world globally. But I think even internally, a lot of people have the angst of that search for significance and where's life going and what mark will I make? And that's why I think you're, when you talk about your approach or not approach, maybe even to your career advancement, that's a different way of, of answering that angst. Talk about that source of anxiety, because I think that's common to us all, our search for significance. Definitely. Even. For me, being a younger guy, I, it was all like, I got to prove myself, my career, I got to be significant. And then you wind up chafing for attention or something. You don't want other people to get it. You can be jealous. You can, hmm. it's a bunch of stupid stuff that ties you down. And I remember walking, I went for a walk at night one time, and I've only got, I've gotten better at praying the last several years. I've never been great at it, but I've gotten a lot better. And I remember asking God, though, very frankly, like, would you just kill that? Let me just, let me just do my thing every day. And the wild thing is that the end of the story is my platform has gotten way bigger, but I'm okay if it's gone. Mm -hmm. It's funny to me. And I'm also, if you, if you take this approach where you're not chafing, you're like, God, you just, you do what you want. I'll just be faithful every day. Then um, you're not worried anymore about stuff. And you it becomes this kind of sweet interaction with him. And the good stuff that happens if people are impressed by your resume for whatever reason. Now, who gets the credit for that? It's not because Brant's awesome. It's like, well, I'm, I, I didn't even know what he's doing. <laughs> who gets the credit? Like, he gets the credit mm-hmm. instead of people being impressed by you. Again, I think this is a very sweet way to live, and it's a very biblical way to live. You start seeing all the scriptures about asking God to make a way for you mm-hmm. and asking him for your daily bread, the resources I need for just today, and letting him care about tomorrow for you. He's already there. he got this. Do you use social media? Does yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Does that hurt or help us in all of this? <laughs> um, I, think it, I think whatever we pay attention to— mm-hmm. Is everything that's it determines who we're becoming whatever you pay attention to determines who you're going to be yeah and so i have to i have to watch that news intake like if you're in there's a lot of older believers who are very anxious because they're constantly watching the news and like we need you to be sources of wisdom and peace and at peace right. and not worked up and then you wonder well why are these generations behind us why are they so anxious and this and it's because they don't have a generation that's an older one that they can look up to to say, here's some perspective on this. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> Trust God. Instead, that older generation is really worked up too, right? <laughs> like this is whatever you pay attention to. We need you to lean into like reading scripture and memorizing it and chewing it over and then offering some perspective. Yeah. Instead of being all about the latest news item that just flashed across. <laughs> well, we are talking with Brant Hansen, whose book releases today, Life is Hard, God is Good, Let's Dance, Living at Peace in a World Gone Mad. I really do think, just going back to even how I opened, it's just such a timely resource because I just, the anxiety levels are, I mean, you can look at the research. It's right. off the charts right now. So why did you, I guess, is that why you felt this book was needed right now? Yeah. And, and again, talking to believers about it, mm-hmm. like the way of Jesus is something we can do. We can be his disciple. 
you have to stay in learner mode all the time. But I've just noticed that a lot of people are worked up because they haven't really done that, where they actually have like, okay, loving my enemies, praying for the people who persecute, um, being thankful all the time. Gratitude will chase this away too. Gratitude can't coexist with anxiety very well. But that's why we're told with thankfulness, we bring our worries to God, thank him for all he has done. Like, these are things that Christians should be doing so that we stick out right now because we're the ones that aren't go- jumping around crazy. We're not anxious. We will stick out in a beautiful way, and we do when we're like that. Right. People are like, what's the deal? Why are you so hopeful? That's what they're supposed to ask. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, um, I like to ask the question, what's one thing I can do? This always looks different for everybody, but is there something I can do today so that I can play out this life is hard, but God is good. Let's dance mode. Okay, one thing. I'll, I'll give you two real quick because I just drove on 95 to get here. <laughs> <laughs> that is forgiveness practice. Yeah. Yep. Right? So it's a pretty low-level way to forgive people. But as soon as you're on the road in the morning, start forgiving the people in these cars around you. That will lower your blood pressure. And it humbles you. And the reason you do it isn't because they deserve to be forgiven. It's because you didn't. Right. Right. So it reminds you of how good God is. And then all that stuff about praising God, thanking him for all he's done, but praising him. Somebody asked me, like, is God on an ego trip? He needs to be praised all the time. Like, no, he doesn't need our praise. That's for us. Mm -hmm. Because when you do that and you tell him about his goodness, his faithfulness, about his love that endures forever, you go on about it. It relaxes you. It reminds you of his goodness. You inhabit that with other people. like So thanking God, saying that stuff out loud, singing songs about it, singing along with radio, forgiving people in real time. This is stuff you can do right now. And I promise anxiety cannot coexist with this. It will lighten your heart and you'll be able to laugh more and have more fun. Well, it's really the way, like you said, the way of Jesus, the way he lived. It's the way we can live as well. It's life is hard. God is good. Let's dance. It's all written here in this book that's going to help us live at peace in a world gone mad. I know it's a busy day for you on release day. You're going to be on Chris Fabry Live at 3. You've got a book signing in yeah, the area. Yeah, can I mention that? Because I would love to meet you if you're listening and you mm-hmm. want to. It's sort of it's um, Palm Beach Gardens, the Barnes & Noble there um, at 6 p.m., so 6 to 7 I'll be there. It's a call a meet and greet. And I'm socially awkward, so expect that. And if we can have an awkward interaction, then I'm, it makes me happy. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> we can be at peace All at right. that, even yeah, that. totally. Exactly. <laughs> have fun with it. Awesome. Well, we've got a link to the book and to Brant's website, which I know includes, um, you know, some social media posting. So if you can get all up to date of what's happening in his world. I'm so glad that you joined us in studio. It means so much. Brant, thank, thank you. you so much for being here. Thank you, guys. Love you guys.